Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus, a probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Tossing and turning all night like a salad? It's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker, and I thought, if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate, so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. I'm Jill, and this is the Sober Powered Podcast. I'll tell you how I finally stopped chasing the buzz and what I've learned along the way. Welcome back to the Sober Powered Podcast. I'm Jill, and if you're new here, I'm a sober scientist who talks about the science and psychology of addiction. If that sounds interesting, please subscribe. Today, I'm going to talk about drinking to cope. Many problem drinkers will drink to cope with stress, anxiety, depression, 
past trauma or loneliness. When we try to stop drinking, we're not used to handling our problems and feelings, so each one becomes a major trigger. There's a big connection between drinking to cope and developing a drinking problem. In this episode, we'll talk about some studies on drinking to cope and a few reasons why women specifically are more likely to do this than men are. I'll tell you my experience drinking to cope and my advice for anyone who is struggling with this. So let's dig in. From 2002 to 2012, the rates of alcohol use disorder have increased in women by 84% and have increased in men by 35%. Men have greater rates of alcohol use disorder, but the gap is quickly closing. Based on 16 years of national data, there have been substantial increases in alcohol use and binge drinking in women, but not in men. It's suggested that the reason more women are binge drinking and developing problems with alcohol is because women drink to cope and are more sensitive to the effects of alcohol, both on the body and with our brain chemistry. Symptoms of depression during teenage years are associated with problematic drinking later in life and beginning to drink at a younger age. A few studies have shown that this link is stronger for girls than it is for boys. Sexual abuse, emotional neglect, and emotional abuse before the age of 18 are all associated with increased rates of alcohol use disorder. But again, this link is stronger for women than it is for men. Studies suggest that the tendency to drink to deal with stress may be influenced by early childhood experiences. It's thought that long-term stress in childhood could change the way we respond to stress throughout our lives. This could cause us to become more sensitive to stress and more likely to abuse alcohol to cope. We talked about adverse childhood experiences or ACEs in episode 14, but trauma, chronic stress, and early childhood stress all result in epigenetic changes in the brain. I think some people misunderstand this as like, it changes our DNA. It doesn't cause mutations. Our DNA remains the same, but the way that our genes are expressed changes. Some genes might be turned on when they usually would be off, and other genes might become more active and make more protein than they usually would. These epigenetic changes can make us more vulnerable to developing a problem with alcohol. Highly recommend listening to episode 14, Nature vs. Nurture, to learn more about how genetics and adverse childhood experiences contribute to the development of addiction. So besides life experience, men and women have different connectivity in the brain, allowing communication to be stronger between some areas of the brain compared to others. It's hypothesized that these differences make women more likely to drink to cope, which makes them more vulnerable to developing a problem with alcohol. Women are also more likely to relapse in response to stress than men are. Studies have found that women with alcohol use disorder report higher levels of depression and anxiety than men with alcohol use disorder. Higher levels of emotional misery would also make women more likely to drink to cope and to go back to drinking if they were sober. The reason that we drink to cope is because alcohol feels relaxing. Alcohol stimulates our GABA receptors in the brain, and this slows down brain activity. Slower brain activity is why you feel relaxed when you drink. 
So it actually does relax you because it slows your brain down. As we've learned in episode 22, and if you have my free anxiety ebook, the brain adjusts, causing more anxiety and making alcohol feel less relaxing. I found something interesting. A 2013 study found that women have more available GABA receptors than men do, and a 2008 animal study found that female mice have more GABA receptors than male mice, but that the female mice's receptors are more sensitive to dysregulation caused by stress. What this means to me is that women may be more sensitive to the relaxing effects that alcohol causes, which would result in a stronger reinforcement between drinking and feeling better. Several studies have shown a link between avoidant styles of coping with emotional distress, alcohol abuse, and drinking problems. Drinking to cope is using alcohol to escape, avoid, or regulate unpleasant emotions. Drinking to cope is a major contributor to relapse, and one 1995 study found that in a six-month time period, negative emotional states were the most frequent cause of relapse in alcohol-dependent people. A similar study in 1997 found that the urge to drink in response to a negative mood shortened the time between discharge from a treatment program and relapse. So this all makes sense to me if you listen to the episode on emotional sobriety, episode 35. Emotions and feelings of overwhelm are huge triggers for us because we never learned how to manage them appropriately. One study published in the Journal of Abnormal Psychology in 2003 looked at 412 depressed patients over a 10-year period. Drinking to cope and overall alcohol consumption was measured at the initial screening and at 1, 4, and 10-year follow-ups. This study found that the patients who drank to cope at the time of the initial screening were more likely to drink more overall and to develop drinking problems. To put it in perspective, 15% of the participants who did not drink to cope developed a drinking problem later in life, and 43% of people who drank to cope developed a drinking problem. Another 10-year study published in 2001 found that drinking to cope is linked to alcohol abuse, negative drinking outcomes, and symptoms of anxiety and depression. So we drink to cope with negative feelings, but then all that alcohol makes us more miserable, so then we need to drink to cope with all the damage that alcohol has done to our brain chemistry. Women are more likely to drink because of negative reinforcement, and men are more likely to drink for positive reinforcement. So negative reinforcement is doing something to prevent a negative result. For alcohol, this means drinking to prevent or relieve negative feelings. Positive reinforcement is experiencing or receiving something pleasurable because you did something. A good example of this is praising your spouse when they do something like washing the dishes because you hope it will influence them to continue doing it. For alcohol, this could be like you drink and then you have fun or you feel cool or you get more girls, something like that. For me, one of the first things that I learned about drinking was that it relieves stress. So when I had stress, I drank to get rid of the stress. I didn't even know that this was drinking to cope. 
I just thought it was common knowledge that alcohol helps with stress. And everybody around me was drinking to deal with their stress. So it was normal. I never thought about why alcohol would help with stress. I just accepted it as a fact. The problem is when you drink to cope, you're forgetting about your problems for a few hours, but you aren't actually resolving your problems. They hang around and wait for you to get sober again. When we avoid our problems, they usually don't just disappear. They get worse. Then we need to drink to cope more often because now we have more problems or our current problems have become more upsetting. Anxiety wasn't something that I experienced like during the day. I had a lot of anxiety at night after drinking, but I wasn't going to get up at 3 a.m. and go drink more. So I never really drank to cope in that way. What I did do was alcohol made me really hate myself and drinking relieved those feelings of self-loathing. And then when the alcohol wore off, I hated myself even more. So the next day I drank again. And you know how this worked out for me. Eventually that self-hatred evolved into suicidal thoughts. So our problems always get worse. They don't just stay the same for years while we drink them away. So if you're someone who is drinking to cope with anxiety, depression, loneliness, anger, or any other negative feeling, then you need to take a step back and reflect on what's actually going on. Is your drinking making any of these problems better? Sure, you don't feel anything, but does that make anything go away? How do you feel the next morning? I think a lot of us have the desire to numb out, and this is a big trigger for people. When we feel a negative feeling, we immediately want to get rid of it. And we know the way to immediately get rid of a feeling is drinking alcohol. I used to experience extreme feelings of overwhelm where it was so intense, I couldn't imagine existing for another moment feeling that way. This feeling was in part because of what was going on in my life, but it was also a product of how I dealt with things. When I was younger, I didn't know how to move through problems. I just kept them in my heart and got angrier. So now when I have a problem that feels overwhelming or it just upsets me all the time, like a good example is a bad job. I will, of course, try to see if the situation can be improved, but if it's not, I go find another job. I don't just hang out in bad situations and feel bad forever. So consider that too. So part of the overwhelm is what's going on in your life, but the other part is how you deal with the things that go on in your life. When I stopped drinking, I was really emotionally immature. I had a normal adult life, but I still acted and felt like an 18-year-old. When I stopped drinking for 90 days, I was angry and miserable for most of it. I didn't do any maturing or growing at all. When I quit for real and embraced my new life, I was able to grow up. In my first year of sobriety, I matured pretty quickly because I was willing to do the work. When we numb out and drink to cope, we press the pause button on our life. What we're saying to ourselves is, I don't want to deal with life, so I'm just going to chill right here. If you drink to cope regularly for years, then you're missing out on so much emotional growth and staying stuck in immaturity. And remember, your problems don't stay stuck in the same way. They keep evolving and getting worse, and then you are less and less and less able to handle them. 
So if you are someone who drinks to cope and is struggling to quit, then I hope you understand how many triggers you're faced with, especially in the first few days, and that you try to be kind to yourself. I know it's hard, but try. You've programmed your brain to associate problems and negative feelings with alcohol. So drinking becomes an automatic thought. For me, I'd have a horrible, stressful day at work, unlock my apartment door and walk straight into the kitchen and make a drink. I'd like wave hello to my husband on the way, but I did not stop. It was just all one motion. People who drink to cope will struggle in early sobriety with all the feelings that pop up. This is why you shouldn't just try to do it on your own. It's okay to ask for help from your doctor, a therapist, or to check out meetings like AA, Smart Recovery, Dharma Recovery, Sober Mom Squad, and The Luckiest Club. You don't have to do it alone. So what I hope that you realize from this episode is that drinking to cope only makes your problems worse. Alcohol doesn't make problems disappear. It just makes them wait. Our problems wait around and get worse and worse while we stop maturing. The worse our problems get, the less equipped we are to deal with them. So the more that we need to drink to get through just our life. I encourage you to work with a therapist on whatever you're trying to numb out from. So the goal is to create a life that you don't want to take breaks from. I hope this was helpful. And don't forget, if you leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever, please send me that and I will send you a secret bonus episode. And I'll talk to you guys next week. I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how to's for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.